Welcome to another edition of the SC Times Sports Report podcast. My name is Zach Dwyer, and joining me as he does every week is my co-host Brian Mosey. Brian, um, you know, kind of coming down to the wire here before we, we start up sections. We're kind of still in the midst of a lot of regular season stuff, but we saw a couple sports we haven't got to see much this year, um, this last week. So it's been a pretty good last week, I would say. Yeah, no, I mean, getting to see some of the other sports that we typically don't cover, and then, you know, the rest of this, or the rest of this week is also going to be a lot of sports that we probably haven't covered for a while either. So um, kind of getting to all of those types of sports, which is kind of fun for me. And I know it's fun for you just being able to kind of see, you know, different sports and different athletes that, you know, typically play other seasons as well. So you kind of get familiar with some of the other kids, but yeah, no, I mean, definitely a, a fun weekend. Got a little bit of a longer weekend with uh, the Martin Luther King uh, day off. And so, yeah, it's just nice to get back get back to working, and um, can't believe that in two weeks we got section tournament starting. I know. It's crazy. So we're going to get to talk a bit more about um, gymnastics today, boys swimming as well. Those were um, We saw a couple events in those this last week, and then I know later this week you're going to be seeing skiing and wrestling and a few others that um, next week we'll probably be able to talk um, a little bit more about. So we're going to get to all that, touch on some college stuff too at the end as usual, and kind of... Um, look ahead to the week that's coming up but we're going to start with boys basketball which is where i was at last night um covering two of our local teams sock rapids and apollo playing this was um a, a very much a tale of two halves type of game apollo dominated most of the first half and this one had a you know pretty comfortable lead at halftime they led as much as i think it was you know 26 to 12 with about a minute left in the half um then sock rapids kind of took a timeout regrouped they ended that half on a 6-0 run and then they outscored Apollo by nearly 30 points in the second half um, to come away with a 59 to 42 win in this one. Um, there, there was kind of a lot to to take away from this one. One big thing was just how big of an impact um, Dominic Mathias being back for them is. You know, as we talked about in football season, he, you know, fractured his fibula, so he wasn't able to finish football season. That also slowed down his start to the basketball season, where um, you know, Sock Rapids had. A bit of a, a tough start to the year. They were only two and four this year before he started playing for them again. But um, since he's been back too, they've they've been playing really well. It, it kind of came at a good time as the new year started. And Soccer Rapids now they've won six of their last seven. Um, they're on a four game win streak, and a lot of good things are happening. Dom he had uh, 13 points in this one last night. He hit three threes um, and just provided a lot of good things from them from that guard position. So it was cool to see you know him back after you know, his season coming short in football. Yeah, and it seemed like kind of an even point spread um, amongst the, the storm with Eli, Dominic, and Alex all getting 13 points. Um, I know when I saw them play Big Lake, obviously Dom Dom wasn't there because um, he was recovering from his injury. But um, those are kind of the players that you kind of expect to kind of step up. Um, I know, talk, you know, you and I were talking about it before the podcast, and seemed like kind of Jace and um, Carter were able to maybe kind of add a little bit of some pressure in that in that paint, um, especially with a big guy like Thomas Dew for Apollo. Um, I'm sure that was kind of one of their game plans was just trying to stop him because uh, it seems like if you stop him, you stop the Eagles because he's kind of their number one guy. But a couple other guys that kind of stepped up for Apollo as well for um, last night, maybe just talk a little bit about about, about the Eagles side. Yeah, you know, they, they did have a tougher time because Jace especially and Carter's well, yeah, they were grabbing 
a lot of rebounds, especially in that early going. It kind of kept them in it when they weren't hitting shots. Um, and yeah, Th- Thomas had, you know, still a good game. He finished with 16 points, um, you know, had a really good dunk in the second half too, where he crossed up, um, you know, his defender on the wing drove to the basket and, and dunked it easily, which is just a really impressive play to see from someone his size. And they, you know, Tate Watkins for the Eagles too was, was really strong. He had 12, 14 points in the first half, hit a lot of contested jump shots, shots he might've got fouled on that he was still finishing at the rim. Um, and that that was really good to see. And that's why I kind of expected Apollo to to run away with it with how they were playing. But then Sock Rapids, they really flipped it. They they pushed up the energy. They started getting a lot of steals, turning that into fast break points, grabbing rebounds and just going, not kind of waiting to set up the offense because um, their half-court offense just, that's kind of something that hasn't been, you know, incredibly strong from this year. It's been one of their weaker points, but that defense has been, you know, it's what we expected to be good this year, and it's been incredibly solid so far as well. They're only allowing, you know, 50-something points a game. I think it was only like 52, 53 points a game during this stretch of these last six wins. Um, and then, the, you know, they held the Pollard only 42 last night, I think only 16 in the second half. So they're doing things incredibly well like that that are allowing them to win. And, you know, Apollo, they've been on a bit of a tough stretch here. I think they've lost seven of their last eight. Um, since a three and two starts, they're going to be looking to rebound. Um, and and they continue to put it together for stretches whenever I've seen them play this year. It just seems like they've had a really tough time keeping that consistent energy and focus um, throughout an entire game. So they can put that together. They're still going to be really dangerous because they were beating, you know, they were beating Soccer Rapids handily for, you know, nearly half this game. But just a couple of momentum swings really shifted it. And, and one last person I should mention for Sock Rapids is um, Hudson Amoke, who was, you know, he's a freshman, but he came off the bench. He had seven points last night. He's been scoring in double figures for them a bunch this year, and he's able to kind of jump out of the gym, grab a lot of rebounds. He's second on the team in rebounding, even though, um, you know, he's not starting at this point. I think he might have started. Or, you know, he was playing a little bit more minutes when they were missing a couple of guys earlier in the year, but he's still getting a ton of time, and he does not look like a freshman with the ability he's able to bring. So he's really impressed me too, um, and it's going to be a big, kind of piece for them offensively as well going down the stretch yeah no i, I remember seeing him because he he played a little bit more since dom was out um when i went and saw them in big lake and yeah he definitely knows how to um get the gym going a little bit so that's always kind of fun to see um sock rapids like you said kind of having a really good stretch so far um got that win against apollo last night they also beat maple grove 54 to 49 um, with Dom, Dom having 14 points and the Heron brothers each having uh, nine points each. Um, and then, like you said, Apollo got a loss against Wilmer on Thursday night. Um, they also lost to Providence Academy in a close 67-63 game on Saturday. So, um, you know, trying to kind of get back into that winning column for, for the Eagles. Um, hopefully this upcoming week they can have a couple contests that can maybe uh, get them on that win column. But Last night, I think the big game, um, besides the two local teams going at it, um, was Sartell heading out to Alexandria. Um, I know a game that you and I were kind of circling for um, the last probably couple of weeks, maybe three, four weeks. Um, Sartell kind of came out, and they, they they were able to get the win, 62-52. Um, big win for Sartell, I, I would say, just in the sense of Alex being a very dominant team. Um, four guys in in double figures: Logan Clark with 18, Mason Lund with 12, 
um, Anthony Mahold at 11, and then Parker Knutson at 10. Um, I know they had that loss against Brainerd, and I know you kind of watched that a little bit on um, like a live cast or whatever. Um, just maybe talk about kind of what you saw from the Brainerd game, um, and then also just you know how big this win is just heading into the, the rest of the regular season. Yeah, it seemed like what, from what I saw at the end of that Brainerd game, they just kind of had a tough time putting together great possessions at the end of that game and just kind of a couple shots didn't fall. And that's as simple as it is against, you know, a good team like Brainerd, who's also right at the top of the Central Lake. So it's good to see them respond from a loss like that, because as we've talked about here, they haven't had many losses this year. So to be able to come back from that, um, they also got an 84 to 68 win um, over the weekend, too, against Detroit Lakes. And Anthony Mahold scored 22 in that one and Park Knutson had 15 off the bench. So I think you're seeing too that as the season's gone on, they're able to win games when Mason Lund doesn't score 20, you know, 23, 25 points or more, um, which I think is a really good improvement from what we've seen from the early weeks. So it seems like the lineup, that rotation, they're definitely seeing the ability for more to step up and give you double digit figures when someone has an off night, which is going to be huge because, you know, in, in that Buffalo game, I saw them lose, which is, you know, going to be kind of, from what it's looked like, they're going to, I mean, they're going to have to beat them if they want to get to state most likely. So to beat a really good team like that, they're going to need that. And they just kind of didn't have that that night. And seeing this in the week since I've seen a lot of improvement. It just seems like looking at them game to game. So I think we've seen a lot of good, uh, we're seeing a lot of good things out of them and to beat Alexandria on the road who, um, you know, if they want to win a, a conference title as well this year, that's a game they had to win, especially after dropping that one to Brainerd. So Right now, they're right at the top of the conference. You know, Alex is going to come down here to Sartell in a couple weeks. That'll be a really fun one. And I know next week, too, um, we're, you know, Sartell and Tech are going to play, which will also be a really good game. So they have a lot of big challenges coming up, but they're they're handling them pretty well. And it seems like they're already, um, you know, able to bounce back from adversity pretty well so far this season, which is what you always want to see. Absolutely. No, for sure. And then a couple other teams that were looking pretty good, um, Albany and Cathedral. They actually played last week um, in a kind of double header with the girls starting at, you know, in the early evening and then the boys following afterwards. Um, Albany got the 55 to 50 win against Cathedral. That was kind of a matchup that I think both of us were kind of looking at because Cathedral had been kind of, you know, winning a, a handful of games heading into that. And then as well as Albany, being in that you know top 20 discussion um, for Class AA. Um, Albany obviously got that win. Brady Goble got 16 points. Carter Beer got uh, 15. And then Tyson Garrett's got 11. Um, Cathedral had Jordan Schumann. He was at 14 points. Um, and so just some really good performances by all of them. And then that kind of led to you know a nice a nice outing um, last night with Cathedral beating Malacca 68 to 51. Jordan Schumann having 20 points in that game, um, and then Albany getting the 73 to 58 win against Little Falls. Tyson Garrett's having 19 points, and Brady Goble finishing with 16 points. So um, some nice some nice outings for them. Um, I know those are two that are kind of competing pretty hard in that Granite Ridge Conference, and um, I, I know we weren't able to go to that Friday night game um, between the two teams, but. Seemed like a pretty good environment um, for, you know, obviously that rivalry. Yeah, and we've we've seen a lot of good winning streaks now is what I've kind of noticed mm-hmm. starting to pile up. Like I mentioned, Sock Rapids is on a four-game win streak. 
Um, Albany also on a four-game win streak after they lost to Pequot Lakes a few weeks ago. Um, and they'd been on a long win streak even before that game. So they've been off to a great start, only two losses. And with Tech, um, since we last talked about them last week, beating Cathedral, they also beat Ricori 67-59. to And then last night went on the road to Fergus Falls um, and won 87-47. So they're on a... They're on a five-game win streak now as well. They're really playing, you know, extremely well. And, you know, Donald Ferguson as well, he's, along with Mason Lund, I saw they were both kind of on that Mr. Basketball watch list, the first kind of longer list they put out for the best senior in the state. And they both had, you know, 20-point-plus outings this last week and led their team to a couple wins. So um, they're both playing really well, and I think that'll be definitely something really cool to watch next Thursday when we're both planning to be at that game when – Sartell goes to Tech uh, next Thursday. Now, both teams have, you know, a game or two before then, but if they can both enter on win streaks, you know, extend their win streaks too, kind of going into that one, I think it'll get it, give it even, you know, a bigger game feel, um, which will be really cool. So, yeah, there's a lot of our local boys teams um, putting it together kind of at the right time. You want to be peaking January, February as you head into March, and it seems like a lot of them are doing just that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the last team was Ricori. They got a nice win against Wilmer last night, 75 to 68. Um, and so just, a, I mean, really good performances by all. So um seemed like what we had, like basically all of our teams except for Apollo win last night. But Apollo also played a local team too. So, uh, I mean, that just kind of shows you where they're at right now, which is which is kind of nice. I mean, it's nice to see that. You know, everybody's kind of having some good weeks um, this past week and getting ready for another busy week ahead. Yeah, so I think, you know, that, that kind of gives you a good glimpse of where boys basketball is at. Um, and one other sport we said we we're going to talk a bit about before we take our first break is gymnastics, which, Brian, you got to see, uh, along with Dave, you got to see all three local teams within the last week. You got to see, uh, you know, the St. Cloud Crush go against Sartell last uh, Thursday, and then you got to see Sock Rapids compete against Alexandria last night um, from those meets, I guess either who are some of the standouts, what were kind of the biggest things uh, that impressed you from those two that you got to see? All I know is that gymnastics is a very difficult sport. Oh my goodness. I, we were, we were sitting there watching that. And I mean, when you watch two straight gymnastics meets um, over the course of a week, you just start to realize how difficult that sport truly is. And um, a lot of credit to these gymnasts because um it's it's a it's a fun sport to watch for sure so um but yeah like you said thursday went out to uh sartell middle school for um they're not middle school the riverside intermediate school um and that was sartell got the 139.075 to 138.75 win over saint cloud um definitely a fun one to watch um the main thing was was uh saint cloud didn't have taylor schaefer um, they well, she she competed on bars, did really well, and had a 9.375 score. But then she didn't really compete the rest of the night. She was dealing with an ankle injury, um, and so she she only did one event. Um, Kate Zach was also injured. She injured her ankle for St. Cloud, but she did all around, looked really good. She actually finished um, second in all around with a 34.725 score um, behind Ellis. Ella Simmons um, from Sartell, who finished with a 36.475 score. Ella is phenomenal. Um, just watching her compete, she was really good. Um, she finished first on floor, beam, and vault. She got third on bars. Um, and she just, I mean, 
she is just a fun thing to watch. I mean, she's just so much fun to watch on on floor. She's flipping, you know, all across the floor. Um, she kind of has a little bit of like some sass to her um, for her floor routine. Um, she kind of was like eyeing the judges a little bit and kind of giving that, you know, that sass a little bit, which was kind of fun to see. Um, she definitely puts on a performance to say the least. So um, it was it was fun to watch um, her compete. She actually finished floor. Um, she had nines in all three of the events that she won. Um, for floor, she had a 9.275, um, beam a 9.1, and vault a 9.3. So, um, and then bars, she finished with an 8.8. .8. So, I mean, that just kind of shows you where she's at. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if she's heading out to individuals and um, competing for state at individuals this upcoming year. Um, those are also, you know, all three people that, we, you know, qualified you know have competed at state some of them a couple times um and especially all three of those just last year so i think that's you know a huge factor as well we saw them already all compete well on the section stage um and it seems like they're already doing it during this regular season yeah and and the cool part is is they have a lot of um because i mean even though you want to you know go to state you want to go as a team and so i know both of these teams are kind of eyeing that um, Sartell, obviously a bunch of changes with their, with their team in the sense of, you know, you graduate basically your entire roster from last year, uh, uh for varsity, and then you kind of have to replace it with all these new people. And I mean, Ella Simmons is obviously your leader, but you have people like, you know, Laney Stavish, you have Morgan Weber, um, you have Anna, Anna Hine, um, all of these different gymnasts that, you know, are contributing and they're all in like the top three for all these different events. And so it just kind of shows you. And then same with St. Cloud. I mean, you have Taylor Schaefer and Kate Zach that are kind of the leaders of this team and doing the all around. But then you have, you know, Maddie Anderson, who finished second on floor. You have, you know, um, Olivia Bestie, who finished third on vault. So, I mean, you have all these different girls that, you know, Olivia Prom as well. She looked pretty good, um, you know, as well. So it's like, you have all these different girls that, you know, can contribute really high scores and maybe they're not doing all around, but they're also, but they're doing, you know, two, maybe three events and they're doing it really well and they're honing in on that. And so, um, I mean, like for instance, Maddie Anderson, she had a 9.175 on floor. I mean, that's a really good score, but I know she's not doing like the other scores or the other events, but you know, that's what she excels in is floor. So, it's just nice to see that, you know, it's that collective group and that collective team. And it wouldn't surprise me that these two are competing for that, you know, team um, state advancement at sections um, on February 12th. Uh, it, it wouldn't surprise me at all because these two definitely have been, you know, continuing to rise in, in the point totals. I mean, Sartell had a 139 on Thursday and then she they beat um, they beat. Wilmer with a 140.475 on Tuesday. Then they also scored a 145.1 in Moorhead on Saturday in a, in a invitational. So, I mean, it just shows you that, you know, they're starting to kind of increase their scores. St. Cloud isn't healthy right now. Once they get Taylor Schaefer back, those, that score is going to skyrocket. I mean, they're going to be probably near the 145s, 146s. So, I mean, once you have, the whole team together and, and hopefully healthy and, and good to go during that section meet. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me to see these two competing for that uh, section title. And then as well with getting to see Sock Rapids last night, um, who stood out for them as well? What'd you really like that you saw? Yeah. Carly Westenbeck is 
kind of their their primo gymnast um liberty um who's another captain on their team she was actually injured so she didn't get she didn't get to compete last night um she's also someone that kind of does the all around and and things like that but carly looked really good last night she finished second in in all around with a 33.250 um and that she finished um with eights on floor or floor beam and vault with vault being her best score of 8.8 um so that was kind of nice to see. Um, I think the main part when it comes to them, they're really young. I mean, you have one senior on the squad and then, you know, Liberty and Carly are both juniors. And then I think they have probably 14 underclassmen, 15 underclassmen. So, I mean, that just kind of shows you how young this team is, which is really exciting because they're looking really good, even though they're, you know, maybe one or two years into the varsity program. So, um, but similar to St. Cloud, they do have a handful of other people. You got Bella Rudolph, um, Olivia Palmel, um, you know, you have Sophia Markfelder. I mean, you have a lot of different people that are contributing. And then obviously when Liberty comes back, that'll be a very beneficial thing for them. But um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I know Carly made it on beam last year um, for state. Wouldn't surprise me if she makes it as an individual again this year. Maybe Liberty as well. She looked, she was, I mean, from looking at other scores, obviously not last night, but other scores, she's been doing pretty well. So those are kind of the two that are kind of leading the pack. And yeah, it was good to see. They, they lost to Alexandria um, about 130 to 126. So, um, you know, obviously trying to increase that team score. But, um, but yeah, no, definitely a, a, a positive thing to look at as, as they get ready for the last month or so. They also, are competing a lot this upcoming, you know, these next two weeks or so, because they only they had to cancel two um, two meets in the season so far, and they had to reschedule them. And so now they have, I think, probably four meets and one invitation in the next two weeks. So they're going to be busy, but um, I think they're excited to have the opportunity to compete. Definitely, and you know, it's just cool that you're able to actually go to two meets within a week's time. Cause I know last year there were so many that we couldn't go to because of the occupancy. Like there was only like 30, 40 people allowed. So we only, we didn't get to see any of them till sections last year when they all competed at the same time. So to even get to see them during the regular season is pretty nice this season. Absolutely. No, it was great to see. And uh, yeah, it kind of gets you excited a little bit about sections cause it should be a fun section meet on, on that February 12th. So yeah, so that about wraps up the first part of the show today. So when we come back on the other side, um, we're going to talk some boys swimming, wrestling, and then kind of wrap it up with some college uh, news and notes. And also we're, we're going to be heading in the next week. So like I said, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Welcome back to the SC Times Sports Report podcast. Uh, like we mentioned, we're going to be talking about some boys swimming and diving and then wrestling before we wrap up the show today. Um, I was able to get out to Sock Rapids last Thursday to see the Storm uh, host Apollo in a dual meet, which um, was just good. That was my first swim meet of the year I'd gotten to see. So that was just exciting to kind of get back, try to remember how to take pictures of certain events, which ones it's basically impossible to get any good pictures of. 
um, <laughs> learn all of those little tricks again. So that was good. In the meet, Soccer Rapids won 99 to 81. Um, and Noah Blodgett finished first in the 200 freestyle and 100 freestyle in the win. Um, and then Cash Walls, who, you know, he did really well in this meet, too. He impressed me. He's someone we kind of have our eye on as even in Class 2A, someone that might be able to go to state as an individual in, in a event or two. And um, he looked incredible in this meet, won at least one or two of the races I saw. And then on the weekend, um, actually, Apollo and Sock Rapids, they both also competed at um, their true team meet. They're in the same section. Um, they've been kind of in different classes in recent years, but they're back both in Section 3A this year. And in this one, um, Cash, he was able to win the 500 freestyle and finish second um, in the 200 individual medley um, as the Storm were fifth in the standings. And then Apollo was actually third. So even though they lost the dual meet in the kind of true team competition, they were able to come out higher. They finished in third. So um, it was just good to get out and see some of these individuals. Apollo also has a couple um, you know, the last couple of years, they've at least had one or two athletes go to state as individuals and they have they've been kind of having some good performances so far, too. So both of these are, are kind of teams to, you know, keep an eye out on. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think um, Apollo definitely has um, kind of had a really good season so far. They they got, I think, three wins and they had a nice win against Wilmer um, and a couple other opponents. And so it's just been nice to see them kind of. Get a little bit on the up and up. I know like um, Louis Freeman is someone that kind of is the leader of the team and he's been looking pretty good as well as a handful of other people on the team. So um, nice to see that. And uh, the other teams that competed at True Team on Saturday, um, they co-op with Tech Cathedral Ricori. Um, they finished fifth as a team. And then Sartell, they finished sixth with 21 points. Um, they only had one person compete. Um, they were actually tech or the, you know, TCR was supposed to was was supposed to compete against Sartell on Thursday when Zach went out um, to Sock Rapids. And unfortunately, um, they had to postpone that meet um, to Monday, the 31st of January. So they'll be competing again. But um, yeah, Sartell didn't have many people. The only person that competed was David Binsfield, um, their diver, and he finished fourth um, with 354.25 points um and then micah davis for tcr he finished with uh, a first place finish in the 200 individual medley and second in the 100 butterfly he's been looking really good this year um for that particular co-op um uh, and then last night um a couple other meets that were happening um sock rapids got the 94 to 90 very close win over monticello um, Hayden Zabinski, he finished first in the 100 Butterfly, um, as well as first in the 200 Individual Medley. It's kind of an interesting one because he actually swims and dives, so um, it's kind of fun to see him um, on both sides of the of the pool. Um, and then Sartell got the 99 to 82 loss to Hutchinson last night. Um, Hutchinson, kind of a comparable team with Sartell, just in the sense of class. Um, talent, all of that type of stuff. So um, I think it was a good test for them. I know Sartell, I don't think, had everyone back, um, but uh, I think they were able to have at least some. And Truett Carlson from Sartell, um, he finished first in the 200 free and then second in the 100 free. So um, some good performances by, by all of them. 
And, and what are the dates that kind of people should be preparing for? I know there's conference coming up, there's section coming up. You know, how soon is that going to be kind of on the horizon for boys swimming? Yeah, the section or the conference championship is taking place at Tech um, at 10 a.m. on Saturday, February 12th. So that will have all of the Central Lakes um, teams. So, you know, the local teams, TCR, Sartell, um, Apollo, Sock Rapids, um, or well, Recordy's in that TCR. But yeah, so those those four local teams will be competing all together in, in that conference championship. Um, and then sections after that will be, I believe, I want to say it's the weekend of either the 18th and 19th, or it might be the weekend of the 25th and 26th. Um, I know state is the weekend of the first weekend of March, which is, I believe it's like the third and fourth and fifth weekend. Um, that Saturday or that uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday will be um, that state weekend. It's also the same weekend as state wrestling. So, um, but uh, yeah, so kind of mid to end of February is when conference and sections will be happening. And, and then early March will be the state competition. And then I think, I think I messed up. I think I said soccer app is just class two A still. They're actually class A. I forgot with Apollo now and Sartell was the one that went up with TCR. So that kind of mixes things up too, because, um, you know, the last couple of years, we've only been seeing one or two individuals qualify for soccer rapids. I would expect that number to go up quite a bit being back in class A and Sartell has been having an insane number qualifies individuals. And we'll see if that number goes down a bit or if they're able to kind of keep that consistent form now that, as you've mentioned before, those, the times is the big thing they're going for. And those times go down quite a bit when you make that jump up to class two A. So, that's something definitely to keep an eye on in the next weeks too. you know, how these, these times continue to progress. Yeah. And similar to, you know, the moving, I mean, similar like dance, um, soccer rapids went down from class three, a to class double a this year, because Sartell made the jump from class double a to class triple a. So, um, so, I mean, it, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting cause it's like, okay, well, soccer rapids made it last year as triple a, but now they could potentially make it as double A. And then, you know, it's just really confusing. So we'll just read the sctimes.com and we'll, we'll help you. I mean, I, it's just very confusing um, with all the different movements and stuff of, of classes and such. But uh, but hopefully, hopefully we'll figure it out, too. So we, we'll, in the end, you know. Yeah, there's only about a 50 percent chance, but there's a shot. So <laughs> we'll see if we get that under control by section time. And as well, um, wrestling is. Um, something that's coming up. I know you're planning to see Albany wrestle later this week is the only team you haven't got to see yet, but um, a couple, well, I guess a lot of our teams did perform pretty well over the weekend. You know, a lot of individual tournaments, some some team tournaments as well, really big tournament at Tech, you know, that Tech hosts as well each year with the the Kiffmeyer duels too. Um, so a lot going on. Do you want to run through a couple of those results, at least ones that kind of stood out to you as top performers? Yeah, so St. Cloud and Albany, they both got wins on Thursday night um, in just regular duels. Um, and then Sock Rapids, they got a win over Chisago Lakes, but then lost to Becker on Friday night um, in their triangular. Um, but then Saturday was kind of the big day. Um, you had um, an invite with Howard Lake, Waverly, Winstead, uh, where Ricori was at. They finished third as a team out of 17 teams, which was very good. Um, they finished with 119.5 team points. Um, 
for the Spartans. Um, Austin Moshko, he finished in first place at 152. And then Evan Moshko, Matthew Goebel, and then Grady Minarath, um, they all finished in second place for their respective weight classes. So some really good performances by those Spartans. Um, in Alexandria, Albany was out there. Um, they were competing, and they finished third as a team out of nine teams with 109 team points. Um, you had Declan Crumley and Jacob Adrian. They both finished um, and in first at 195 and heavyweight pounds. Um, and then Hunter Tate, Peyton Crumley, um, and Devin Hansen, they all finished in second place for their uh, weight classes. And then, like you said, Kiff Meyer duels, um, some very fun duels, um, to say the least, and some really good talent. You have got you have teams like Foley, um, Sock Rapids, St. Cloud, New Prague, um, Cambridge Isanti. So a lot of different teams that you can compete against. Um, Sock Rapids, they had a tough going. Um, they lost all three of their matches um, against Foley. New Prague and Cambridge Isanti, just like I said, a very young group. Um, unfortunately, they had to do a few forfeits here and there just because um, of numbers. Um, I think they're trying to get some guys back for you know that important section run, but um, right now it's just a little light right now. Um, and then St. Cloud, they actually had some they had some good performances. They tied with Cambridge Isanti um, twenty or thirty seven apiece, um, and then they lost to Wilmer. And then they beat Foley 37-28. to 28. So um, kind of going 1-1-1, one, one, and one, I guess, um, over those three matches. Um, but similar um, to the last time I kind of talked about uh, St. Cloud um, wrestling, you have guys like Jackson Kenning, Sam Long, Cody Brott, Tucker Hug, um, Aiden, Aiden Orth. Um, all of those are kind of main guys that are, you know, all of them were getting pins and such over the over that weekend um, on that Saturday, and they're looking really good right now. I know Jackson Kenning is definitely going up in the rankings right now, um, and I'm guessing he'll probably go up even more after three straight pins on that Saturday. So um, nice to see that. And then to round out the week um, on last night, Sartell got a 36 to 31 win against Little Falls. Spencer Johnson was able to get a pin at 126 pounds, um, as well as a handful of other guys being able to contribute as well. So um, wrestling's looking good. I, I think it'll be fun to see Albany compete for the first time this season net tomorrow and um, being able to kind of check out um, all those different wrestlers that have been making a really big impact for the Huskies. Yes, and, and moving from that to a little bit of college before we wrap up today, uh, it, at least so far, fingers crossed, there's been – not nearly as many cancellations the past couple of weeks. It seems like, you know, some of the either some of the teams with their COVID problems are kind of getting that a bit more under control or have quarantined a week here or there and are hopefully going to be able to play most of their games the rest of the regular season. Uh, one of those is St. Cloud State, who after having their last two weeks canceled, um, and last week it sounded like about half their team had to quarantine. They're kind of, all, yet as of yesterday, they're all kind of back healthy, skating, practicing all again, and getting ready for a home series with Miami this weekend. So that's one I'm going to be at Friday. Um, I'm off this Saturday, but going to get to see them play Friday, hopefully, as long as everything kind of stays on the up and up there will be good. They've only they've only had one series in the last like month and a half now. So I know they're definitely kind of chomping at the bit to 
to get back to it. Um, so there's that for them as well. I'm, I don't think it had been announced the last time we did the show that two of their players got selected to be on the U.S. men's Olympic roster. Um, Nick Perbix and Sam Hentress, both seniors, um, made that 25-man roster. So they're going to be going and playing for Team USA next month, which is crazy. The Winter Olympics are starting in like two weeks, I believe, basically. I feel like it always sneaks up on me, but um, especially this year. So, and, and Brett Larson, the coach, will be an assistant coach for the U.S. men's team, too. So a lot of excitement going on there to, to have that many current people with the team going um, to go compete for a gold medal. So that's really exciting as well. Um, and the other, I guess the other big thing from this last week was on, on Saturday, I got to see St. John's basketball play Augsburg, um, which was an incredible game. Went right down to the wire. St. John's had a chance to, had a couple chances to win at the free throw line. And then also, um, had a shot rim out right at the buzzer to lose by one point to Augsburg, who both teams were undefeated in conference going into that game. Both had some win streaks. Um, but there's a good chance, you know, they might be battling it out for a conference title in the weeks to come. But that was also just a really good game where St. John's was down just a ton of points early, I think as much as 17 in the first half. Then they just kind of came back with a torrid pace in that second half, played really well. Thought we we're going to be able to to go out and win it, but um, Joe Palmer from Augsburg, their best player, he had 30 points and 10 rebounds and hit a couple clutch shots in the last minute to to put them in a spot where they could win the game. So, um, still a lot of season left there. That was St. John's first conference loss, as I mentioned, but was was a really good game on Saturday, and they still really impressed me with with kind of where they're at in the season. So that's been that's been fun to watch too. So you know, hopefully coming up can can see a couple more teams that have been off the last few weeks um, continue to excel. But otherwise, yeah, college sports are it seems like they're finally kind of kicking into high gear again. Yeah, no, and that's always good to hear. Um, kind of amazing to think that like. What, a couple months from now, we're talking about, you know, Frozen Four and NCAA tournaments and stuff like that for, for men's hockey. And then, you know, you have all your conference tournaments and such uh, for all the winter sports coming up here in, you know, early March, middle of March. So, yeah, it just kind of seems like it won't stop until April. So, <laughs> yep, basically. And yeah, for, you know, even. Yeah, a lot of these D3 sports, it's especially, yeah, mid-February, late February, we're already having um, a lot of the conference tournaments, D2 sports, St. Cloud State and St. Ben, St. John's, all of them. So, yeah, it's it's coming up fast and furious, especially when you get your long break like usual for the winter and then basically get another two to three week break with how January started off for teams. So it's it's going to lead to a really jam-packed couple weeks here coming up. Absolutely. Well, good. And then kind of lastly, just kind of what we're going to be doing over this next week before our next podcast next Wednesday. We're we're doing well with the Wednesdays, so I think we're going to try and keep that going. Um, but uh, for me, I will be heading out tomorrow, tonight. Um, not so much going on in the high school world, um, but tomorrow we'll be heading out to uh, Powder Ridge, hopefully, see if the weather uh, allows them to compete but alpine skiing the st cloud breakaways will be competing out there um early in the uh kind of mid-afternoon i would say um 3 30 and so try and get out there and get a few pictures and talk to a couple different people about um their performances and then head out to albany wrestling um tomorrow night they will be hosting what looks to be a triangular um uh at Albany High School, so hopefully we'll be going out there to get some photos and checking out that competition. Um, and then Friday, 
I'm thinking I will probably be out at the. Uh, it's either Sock Rapids Rice and Ricori game or the Apollo Sartell game. Um, both boys basketball. Um, to you know, obviously local teams competing against each other. So um, probably I'm kind of leaning more towards the Sock Rapids Ricori game. So um, maybe get out there and check out those two teams on Friday night, Saturday. Not so much going on for me. I'm going to be heading out. I'm just going to be kind of working on stuff here um, at my apartment just because um, not a ton of stuff going on in in the uh, high school world at home um, on Saturday. Um, But then next week on Tuesday, I'll be heading out to, uh, let's see, I'll be heading out to boys hockey. Um, River Lakes will be heading out to the MAC to take on St. Cloud for boys hockey. So I'll be out there for that. Um, And then Wednesday night. Not so much going on, so um, not a lot of high school sports going on that that night. So that's kind of my week um, for the next week or so, and then a couple other things going on the following week, um, and then I'll be heading out to uh, going on vacation for the weekend um, before we start up our section tournament for the next seven weeks. And then for me, tomorrow night, I'm going to be going to uh, Adapted Floor Hockey for the St. Cloud Crush, who... Um, clearly we're off to a good start, even though they haven't played in, you know, nearly two years with the state tournament, you know, the, the season being canceled early in 2020, so there was no state tournament. And then last year there was, um, you know, no games during the floor hockey season. Um, and then, so technically I believe St. Cloud is still the defending state champ all the way back from 2019, if you want to count it. So, um, they started incredibly well yesterday, 16 to one win over um, the St. Michael Albertville co-op with Cyrus Hines with five goals, and Isaiah Jancic and Andrew Doge um, each having um, hat tricks as well. So they're off to a good start one game in. It's going to be their first home game in you know, nearly two years as well uh, tomorrow night. So I'm going to get to see that, um, see kind of where they're at and how they're performing. And then Friday night, as I mentioned earlier, St. Cloud State Hockey, fingers crossed, I'm really hoping um, to get to see them play Miami, which will be a game um, they're going to be pretty heavily favored in we'll see how they perform in that um and then you know looking ahead to next tuesday still kind of figuring out there's a couple boys basketball games a couple girls basketball games possibly on the horizon but um there's gonna be a lot going on so there'll be plenty to pick from but that's kind of where i'm gonna be the the rest of the week as well yeah and then just to kind of give everybody a heads up uh for your calendars on the first weekend of march or first weekend of february um on that saturday we'll have um the section 4A uh, dance meet at Sock Rapids Rice High School. Um, that includes local teams like Ricori and Sock Rapids. Um, and then over at St. Michael Albertville, they'll be hosting the, I believe it's the section 4 double or triple A um, uh, section. And that will be St. Cloud and Sartell. Um, and they'll be trying to compete. Obviously, you know, I think it's the top two. Yeah, the top two teams make it to state. Maybe top three. Top three? Uh, one, two or three of the top teams will be making it to state for both jazz and high kick. So um, just making sure that you have that on your calendar because I know that's a big weekend in St. Cloud with all of the talent that we have in, in the dance program. So, um, but yeah, other than that, I think that'll kind of wrap up this uh, podcast. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, I'd say I'd say we've we've droned on long enough, probably. So, 
Um, other than that, yeah, just keep an eye. We have, like Brian said, we're going to have a lot more events even just coming in the next day or two. So just keep checking into sctimes.com. We'll also um, have our sports newsletter going out for the first time tomorrow, I believe. So um, I'm sure there'll be more information. You'll see their posts on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, even whatever to, to sign up for that. Um, it just kind of gives you a look back at some of the week that's been looking ahead to the week, a little bit of what we do here as well, but um, you know, brings in some of the different stories and some of the highlights of the week. So uh, make sure to sign up for that as well. There'll be kind of more prompts for that. I'm sure in the weeks to come, but other than that, that'll about do it for today's show. So once again, thank you for tuning in to the SC time sports report podcast, and we will see you again next time.